about today uh, from the video. We're going to be talking about a donkey and uh, and the importance that it played here on Palm Sunday. And I want to give a uh, just a say thank you to Pastor and the staff and everybody to allow me to, to be able to come this morning and share what God's laid on my heart. Uh, this praise and worship team, I'm going to tell you something right now. I know that you were at home, but I'm going to tell you something. With the anointing that was in this place, I know that you felt it at home. And I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Ghost fell in this place this morning. And I'm just excited about what God's doing here at Freedom Point. And I'm excited about what God's going to do in your life, in your home. But, you know, we're, we're going to talk about not, not a donkey that, that we've seen on Shrek or anything, but we're going to talk about the one in the Bible. Let me ask you just a question. And, uh, you know, I, I want to ask a question right now. Have you ever thought of yourself as a donkey? <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but I, I'm sure that, that a smile or two may have perked up across the room or something like that. But I know that I've never been called a donkey but I have been called another name for a donkey back in the past and stuff like that. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, have you ever refer, thought of yourself as a donkey? You know, would you ever think of yourself as a donkey? It seems a little bit insulting, right? But I'm going to tell you something. I believe that the Lord's going to speak to us, and I believe that He's got something for us this morning if we'll allow God to open up our hearts. If you would, go with me to Mark chapter 11, verse number 1. It says, as they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a coat tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, What are you doing with this? Say, The Lord needs it, and we'll send it back here shortly. And he went and he, they found the coat outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As, as they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying that coat? They answered as Jesus told them, and the people let them go. And whenever they brought the coat to Jesus, they threw their cloaks over it. They threw their cloaks over it. And what I like about it, it says, Then they brought the coat to Jesus. They threw their coats over it. As he said on it, many people spread their cloaks on the road while others spread branches and they cut the, that they cut in the fields. And those went ahead and those who followed him shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he, that come, the, the kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest in heaven. If you would, just stretch your hand toward heaven and just help me and pray for me this morning. Dear God, our most gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning and I praise you. God, I thank you for everything that you mean to us, Lord, and God, I thank you right now, Lord. Everything that the enemy has set in place, Lord, to try to divide the church, Lord, God, I'm so thankful, Lord, that you're working it out for our good. God, that you're putting us right where you want us to be, Lord. God, that you're going to speak in and through your church at this time, Lord, and the devil is a loser, Lord. And God, I ask you right now, Lord, that you would just come through me, Lord, that you would speak through me, Lord, that you would hide me behind your cross, Lord. God, that you would speak every word that you have ordained to speak through me this morning, Lord. And God, I pray right now, Lord, let it help and let it edify the church more now than ever because, God, we know, Lord, that you're going to never stop, Lord, that you're working it out for our good, Lord. We love you and we praise you in everything that you believe. In Jesus' name, amen. And you know, as I was sitting here and I was thinking about what the Lord was wanting to speak through me on Palm Sunday, my sister-in-law, actually, she started talking about a donkey. And, and that's really what struck me 
in this message. And Chris, one of the things that I got to studying about it just a little bit, and over this time, during the Passover time, Jerusalem was so crowded with visitors that every Jewish adult from a 20-mile radius had to attend this ceremony. It wasn't a choice, but it they, they was an obligation that they had to attend. And not only within that 20 miles, but it, it was untelling how far that they come from all around to be able to attend this event because this wasn't just any event. And they said, whenever I was doing my study, that they said around 2.5 million people came to Jerusalem for the Passover. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a, that's a big party right there. And whenever when I started thinking about Passover, it was an event that took place 1,500 years after when God led His people out of bondage into the promised land. That's why they celebrated Passover, because they knew what God had already done. And I'm going to tell you something right now. This is something that we can celebrate today because we know what God has already done over 2,000 years ago. This is a time that we can celebrate the King of Kings because, listen, it's not by mistake that there was over 2.5 million people there because they knew what God had already done in the past, just like we know what He's already done on Calvary. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something. It's worth getting excited about. It's worth knowing that, you know what, we got a Savior that didn't just die and stay in a tomb, but He risen. Hey, man, He's risen, and that's worth celebrating on this Passover week because I'm going to tell you, it was just a short spell later that He took an agony death for you and I. You see, we read about it and we've been a part of a lot of Palm Sundays. We, we've experienced a lot of messages and a lot of great messages. And listen, they're very excited. And listen, I, I believe this is the very time of, of that this is the backbone of what our foundation belief is based upon. And listen, I believe that the church needs to be excited because we read about what Zechariah said uh, 550 years earlier that he prophesied about this little donkey. He didn't just prophesy about anything, but he prophesied about a little donkey. And I believe that God had a plan for a donkey just like he's got a plan for you and I this morning. Listen, it's not by happenstance that me and you are here this morning because God has a plan for each and every one of us. In Zechariah chapter 9, verse number 9, it says, The king will come riding on a donkey. Why a donkey? I have no idea, but this is what he said. Why not a camel? Why not a horse? Why not any kind of animal? But he chose a donkey. Why didn't he just walk into the city? Because we see many times that we read about when Jesus would come in like incognito and he would heal the sick. He would heal the lame. And then he would tell him, he said, listen, I'm going to do this, but don't tell no man. And he would sneak out of the city after he got done doing everything he did. But he said, this time I don't want to do it like usual. I don't want to have church like usual. Listen, I know that this isn't like usual, but I'm going to tell you something. He's still on the throne. Listen, the anointing of God is still falling. He can fall in this place. He can fall in your house just like he does anywhere else. Don't let the devil rob you of what God wants to do in this place this morning. You see, because he knew that he had an assignment to fulfill. He had a purpose You've got a purpose. Each and every one of us, we've got an assignment that we've got to fulfill. And I'm going to tell you something. He didn't come to Jerusalem because he wanted to be seen. It's because he was about the Father's business. Amen. We've got to be more about the Father's business more now than ever. I'm going to tell you something. The enemy is coming to kill, steal, and destroy just as sure as we're sitting here. But God has come to give us life and to give it more abundantly. God is up to something in this place. Amen. Why a donkey? Have you ever thought about those little things that, that God has used throughout the Bible that just absolutely blows your mind just a little bit? 
Have you ever thought about things that we take for granted, but yet Jesus put extreme importance in? Hey, man, he said he'd take the little things. And listen, what I like about it, and I wrote a few down, he said, this, this is something how small, and Jesus made it so great. He said, just a drink of water in John chapter 4 will help quench your thirst. He said, just some small little fish in John chapter 6 will help feed the multitudes. I'm talking about little things. I'm not talking about big things. He said, a coin in Mark chapter 12 will help pay the taxes. He said, a child in Matthew chapter 19 will show who will be the greatest into the kingdom of heaven. He said, a towel, just a single towel in John chapter 13 to wipe the feet of the disciples. Why? Because he wanted to show his willingness to serve more than he was to do anything else. He didn't say, I'm going to take the great things. He didn't say, I'm going to take the most intellect. He didn't say that I'm going to take the biggest scholar. He didn't say that I was going to take somebody that was high up. But he said, I'm going to take some small thing and I'm going to confound the wise. I'm going to do something only that I can do because if anybody else could do it, it wouldn't, he wouldn't get the credit. But he said, I'm going to take the small things. Amen. And you may be sitting here and you may be watching this morning and you say, you know what? I don't have much to offer. I've got just a little bit. I've got, but you know what? When you put a little bit in the hands of a Savior that we have, I'm going to tell you something. He's going to give you purpose. He's going to give you action. He's going to give you a destiny. Hey man, that's what he wants to do. This Palm Sunday, listen, he don't want you just to be what you've always been, but he wants you to know that he can take what little bit that you and I have and he can make it great into the kingdom. Amen. I, I believe that whenever we get the mind concept to believe that, you know what, I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I wrestle all the time, and you can ask my wife. There's times that I think, you know what, I'm so, I, listen, I, I don't deserve to be behind. But I'm going to tell you something. God can take a little bit, and he can do great things. Amen. But while uh, most of us, we, we, we don't relate ourselves to a donkey, but I believe that, you know what, there's some things that we have in common with a donkey. And I know that wives are probably looking at your husband saying, you know what, you probably look like a donkey sometimes. Uh, you know, if, if we don't um, hurry up and get this band lifted, I'm, I'm probably going to need like to braid my hair or something like that. I, I don't know what we'll do probably. But uh, listen, I, I know that, that sometimes we, we may not relate to ourselves as a donkey, but I know that there's times that, that I believe we got some things in common. Donkeys are slow learners. Ah. Uh. Maybe nobody else out there, but that's me. I'm a slow learner, but I've got, I've got four girls that tell me what to do too. Uh, but you know what? I, I know that, that I'm, a, I'm a slow learner. The second thing is I, I believe that, you know, they get confused and they get startled by anything new. Ouch. I believe that that's like a whole lot of church people. Listen, don't you sit in my pew. Don't you sit where I normally sit at because, listen, you, you'll mess up my apple cart just a little bit. Don't, Pastor, you don't need to sing the, the, the new songs. I, I want you to sing the old songs. Listen, I, it, it don't matter if it's on the screen or if it's on the hymnal. I, I, you know what? I don't want you to mess anything up because, you know what? I, I don't like anything new that's going on. People, uh, you know what? They're surprised when they find out that donkeys aren't really stupid. You see, donkeys are very methodical. 
They do not yield to pressure. And I'm going to tell you more now than ever, that's what the adversary's putting on us. He's putting more pressure on us, on the church, more now than he ever has. He's trying to absolutely weigh down the church so much that we give in. But I'm going to tell you something. Just like that donkey, you can't persuade that donkey to do anything that it doesn't want to do. You see, you can take a horse, you can take any other animal, and you can break its will to do what you want it to do. But you will not a donkey. Ah, I'm going to tell you something. We need to get the mindset to, you know what, I'm going to be like a donkey. I'm not going to let so-and-so over here or so-and-so over there tell me how I should or shouldn't be. I'm not going to let the world put fear in me when God didn't put fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. We're going to come out of this more victorious than what we ever have. Hey, man, I believe that. You know, and, and you can persuade a horse, but you can't persuade this donkey. You see, this is getting in the, the reputation. This gives them the reputation of being stubborn. And I know we don't have no stubborn folk. Uh-uh. No, she's just at my house sometimes. I, I, I apologize. No, I'm just, but listen, I, I know they ain't got no stubborn folks. So I know that, you know what, you're, you're going now. You know what, maybe I am a lot like a donkey. But you know what, in order for the donkey to complete the first step that it has to do, it has to establish trust. You see, if a donkey doesn't trust you, he will never submit to your will. And one thing that I know is, listen, in, in any kind of relationship, that if I'm going to have the relationship that I want with my wife, I first have to establish a relationship. If I don't have trust, then what do I have in my relationship? If she doesn't trust me, listen, she's never going to be able to, I'm never going to be able to persuade her or, or steer her in a way that I would want her to go because she's going to be stubborn and she's going to say, you know what, I'm not going to go that way. So, you know, the, the thing about it is, is that it's very important that we build a relationship more now than ever. You see, I'm interested in talking about a little donkey this morning. The Lord needed that little donkey to be able to fulfill his mission on this Palm Sunday over 2,000 years ago. Isn't that amazing that Jesus could have used anything, but he chose a little innocent donkey? By the way, isn't it, it's not by no coincidence, listen, we've already got characteristics of a donkey, but God is still using little donkeys today like you and I to be able to fulfill the plan and the purpose that he has. Listen, you may be sitting there and you say, you know what, I, I don't have anything, but he's just, you're just the donkey that he's looking for this morning. Listen, you're just the person that he's looking for to be able to fulfill his will. I'm going to tell you, uh, let, let's mention just a few little important facts that a donkey has that I believe that, that is symbolic to the church today somewhat. I believe that the first thing is, is there's too many people in the church that we're still tied up. Mm. Yeah, my gosh. Listen, I believe there's too many in the people in the church right now. We can't worship God the way that God has destined us to worship because we're too tied up by man's tradition. We can't get where God wants us to be because we're too tied up about what Grandma says that we should be. We can't get where God wants us to be because we feel like that we're always the victims of what's went on in the past. We can't get where God wants us to go because we're too busy bound by a certain kind of lifestyle. God wants to first and foremost, before He ever does anything in and through you, you, he wants to loose you from where you're at right now. I pray that somebody would loose themselves this morning. And I believe that, listen, whenever we can untie ourselves and we can come in like we did this morning, like you did at your house right now, and they played and they praised, I believe that the Holy Ghost would fail in this place and these are some people that were set free. Amen. I believe that the second thing is, is the Bible said that that donkey was untamed. 
It had never been ridden. It was stubborn. It was rebellious. I, I've never seen to be more time now in the church if, if pastor don't preach a certain message or, or if he steps on somebody's toes. Listen, they bow up more now than ever. They become stubborn. They become rebellious. We do everything because, listen, if it's not baby bear soup, then we don't want no part of it. But I'm going to tell you something. I would rather have a pastor like we have that's willing to preach the uncompromised word of God that could care less if he steps on your toes or my toes. And I've had my toes stepped on. Thank you, pastor. But you know, the last thing is, is so many times we, we, we get so tied up. We're, we're so... We're so untamed because we've never been ridden or, or, or we're so stubborn or we have a spirit of rebellion. On I'm talking about the church. That whenever that starts to happen, the, the, thing of, the third thing that right here says that he was outside, that donkey was outside. And, and what really impressed me whenever I read that is, you know what, this is what I believe that that represents is the people on the outside without Jesus. While the church is tied up in their tradition, while they're worried about their four and no more, while they're worried about being stubborn and, and, and rebellious and all that stuff, people are, are lost and are on their way to hell because we can't seem to let God be God in our lives. You see, in the Old Testament, a donkey was the only unclean animal that could be redeemed. I'm going to tell you something. I want to just slow down just a second. How, how could it be redeemed, Brother Dwight? Well, let me tell you just a little bit. This is how they redeemed it, John, by the killing of a lamb. You see, what they would do, they would take to be able to cleanse this donkey. They would take and they would kill an innocent lamb because it was a clean sacrifice and they would sprinkle it upon the altar. You see, what happened if the donkey wasn't cleansed? They would take it out and they would have to break its neck because, listen to this right here. I want you to listen. If you're lost right now, and I want you to listen to this because it had no value and it couldn't be used by its owner. I'm so glad that in the New Testament that Jesus is called the Lamb of God. The one who sacrificed for you and I. Listen, I, I believe that we have a lot of characteristics just like this donkey did. I believe that we go through the same thing, but just like the donkey, we had to have an innocent, we had to have a clean sacrifice. We had to have something that would be able to take us from unclean to clean. And that could only come through Calvary. Amen. The truth is, without Jesus, this story about the donkey is pretty meaningless. It, it, it don't have no meaning at all. But just like us, we get up, that donkey, it eats, it works, and it goes to sleep. The next day, it gets up, it eats, it works, and it goes to sleep. It's a repetitive motion. And you know what? Does that sound a little bit familiar with you? Hey man, we get up every morning, what do we do? We eat, we work, and we go to sleep. Hey man, I want to tell you something. You, you started thinking, you know what, beforehand, I don't know how much in common I've got with a donkey, but now, you know what, it, I, I, I've got quite a bit in, in common with it, just a little bit more. You see, Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 1 and 14, he said, this life is meaningless, chasing after the wind. My question to you this morning is, what are you chasing after? Who are you chasing after? What are we looking for? Where are we looking for? Where's our help at? We're, we're, we're looking to everybody else about this, about this virus that's going on. Listen, we're, we're worrying ourselves sick. We can't wait till 5 o'clock because we got to watch Andy. We can't wait to whatever, 6 o'clock because we, we got to turn on President Trump. We're worried about everything else. Instead, we're looking to everybody else except looking to where our help comes from. 
Hey man, don't get me wrong. I, we need to stay at home. We need to keep social distancing. We need to do everything that they're asking us to do because I'm going to tell you something. That's the only way that we're going to be able to meet back in this building. But listen, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about what's going on because I believe that God's got this thing planned out. He's already got it worked out. You see, when Jesus chose this donkey on Palm Sunday, the donkey's life had new meaning. Hey man, I'm going to tell you something. The new meaning literally became a part of history whenever Jesus chose this donkey. You see, it doesn't matter because I'm going to tell you something. God has chosen you. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need Pastor Sean's. Listen, he's using us, and I'm glad for that. But I want to tell you something, my friend. God needs you this morning. God needs you to be the donkey that he's called you to be because I'm going to tell you something. You're going to make history. I want you to listen to me. Whenever you give your little bit to God, you are going to make history. You may not ever be in a textbook. You may never may never have read your name in a Bible or anything like that. But I believe that there's people that's by the way of this internet right now. Listen, you're going to change somebody's world. Because I'm going to tell you, it, it may not be a, a big old thing or anything, but I'm going to tell you something. I believe you can change your family right now where you're at. I believe that you can change your workplace right now where you're at. I believe that you can change your schools. I believe that you can do all kinds of things whenever we allow God to use us. You see, you know what? How meaningless was this donkey? You see, uh, one of the things I, I found this story, it said a Sunday school teacher named Kimball led a Boston shoe clerk to Jesus by the name of D.L. Moody. Uh, Mr. Moody became an evangelist and influenced Frederick Meyer. Meyer became a preacher on college campuses and converted Wil Wilbur Champion. Champion became involved in the YMCA, and he came across a baseball player, a former baseball player by the name of Billy Sunday, that spoke in a revival in Charlotte, North Carolina. The revival went so well that they brought in Mordecai Ham to preach the next leg of this revival. And in that revival, a young man by the name of Billy Graham gave his heart to Jesus. You see, I'm very sure that Mr. I'm sure I'm very sure that Boston, a Boston Sunday school teacher, had no idea or no significance of what witness that he was doing whenever he give, whenever he witnessed to a shoe salesman by the name of Dwight Moody. Just by allowing God to use his donkey, he helped hundreds of thousands come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Listen, my friend, you may think, you know what, what I'm doing is so small and insignificant, but I'm going to tell you the small things. Listen, you look what Mr. Boss, what he did whenever he witnessed to a shoe salesman that ended up turning the world pretty much upside down. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something. Don't think that God can't do something great with your little bit this morning because you know why? You were chosen. You are chosen. First Peter chapter 2, verse number 9 says, For you are chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation under God's own persuasion. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. God's doing something awesome. In John chapter 15, verse number 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and had appointed you to go. You see, I, I believe with everything in me, God has chosen you. The world says, you know what, you'll never amount to anything. I don't know about you, but I, I'm just going to be KC. I'm just going to be real just for a moment. But I remember when I was growing up, I had school teachers that tell me that I would never amount to anything. They said at one time that I would wind up in jail. You know what? I've been there and done that. I didn't want no more of that. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I believe that God has chosen 
you this morning. You are worth some value. God's got value in each and every one of you because I believe that God is absolutely dependent upon us to fulfill the will that he has, and you do belong. I don't care what the enemy says. Listen, there's been people, we could fill this church up. Pastor said there was almost 400 people last year. And I'm going to tell you what the devil lied to you, somebody in here. And they said, you know what? You come in here and you sit in a church full of people and you said, you know what? You're all alone. But that's a lie. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something. That's what the devil wants to try to do. He wants to try to segregate God's people. And I'm going to tell you something. He is a liar this morning because I'm going to tell you, you are a mighty man or woman of God. You are the head and not the tail. Hey, man, you are victorious. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. God is going to do it through you. Amen. If you can only see what God sees in you, amen, he, he knows your worth. He knows your value this morning. If you, if, if you believe that God had a purpose for a donkey, how much more does he have for you and I this morning? Amen. If God can believe that he could use a donkey, what more can he do with somebody like me or you this morning? You see, God took a little donkey and he used it for his glory. I, I don't know, but I don't know what you believe about yourself. But God wants to use you to show his glory off to somebody because he's chose you. Amen. He's chose you. He wants to use you. He don't want to use me, but I'm going to tell you something. He wants to use you the only way that he can use you because he wants to show off his glory. You see, the donkey didn't know his worth, and nor did the others that was around him that went and got him. But you see, whenever, but God did know his worth. We may not know our, our value or, or our potential, but God knows our value and He knows our potential. You see, on this Palm Sunday, Jesus chose a simple little donkey that no one had ever ridden or nobody had ever sat on. I said earlier that a donkey must trust in order to be sat on. No donkey that has ever been ridden is going to let you on it. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. I, I've, got a, I've got a cousin that's got horses and all this stuff, and I'm a big boy, but I'm going to tell you something. You want to make me nervous, you stick me around a horse or a donkey or something like that, I, I'll, I'll pet you like he is. You know, that, that's my whole thing, you know. They'll sit there and they'll say, here, put this grain in your hand. I'm like, yeah, I just drop it. I'm like, that, that's not eating out of my hand. I mean, it, stuff makes me nervous. And, and so, you know, it, it's probably kind of like a, like a dog. And, and to be truthful, I'm terrified of dogs. If you've got a dog and you invite me over, you don't put the dog up, I'll just sit in the car and wave at you. But, you know, that, that's the same thing with this, with this donkey. Is The first thing that it had to do is we had, it has to build up a trust. And Jesus knew this donkey better than anyone else did. This, Jesus knew this donkey better than the donkey knew himself. You see, Jesus knows that, that the first thing that it had to do was trust to be able to fulfill the purpose that he had been chosen for. You see, the first thing is, is you know what? If Jesus never trusted this donkey, we would have had a different story in the Bible because it would have been, you know what? Jesus got on the donkey and the donkey bunked him off a little bit. And, and that's one thing because, but Jesus, I believe whenever he touched that donkey, I, I believe that it, it knew. And I'm going to tell you something, that's the way God wants us to be this morning, is whenever you feel the touch of God, listen, you'll know that it's the hand of God. And listen, whenever he speaks to you, because I, I believe more now than ever, I want the church that we need to get so close to God that whenever he whispers in our ear, we know because we know the soothing voice because we know his touch. Amen. No stranger we're going to follow, but you know what? It's very important because Jesus knows you better than you know yourself this morning. He knows if you trust him or whether you don't. He, you, he knows that you are chosen 
But just like the donkey, you must also be willing to surrender this morning. And as they would, they can come on up to the music. But he knows that, that you've got to be able to surrender this morning. You see, this is something that was very interesting, that all donkeys in the world share one mysterious feature. Now, you guys are probably great scholars and, and probably knew this, and I didn't. But each and every one of them have a dark cross that's on their back. Now, if you knew that, good. But the, that, it just amazed me from their shoulder blades to shoulder blades, from the front all the way down their back. And you know what? It doesn't matter. Some may be just a little bit lighter. Some may be darker. But I promise you, the more that you shave them, the more that you'll be able to see the cross that's on their back. Could this be a reminder to each and every one of us that we are called to carry the message of Jesus? That we're, that we're called to carry his cross? Hey Amen. I believe that we're so much like a donkey that you know what? We, we need to carry that. You see, the donkey was willing, it was a willing vessel for Jesus. Let me ask you this question this morning. Are you a willing vessel this morning? Because let me tell you something. I don't care what the enemy says. I don't care what anybody else says. You are God's vessel this morning. Don't let the devil rob you of your joy. Don't let him rob you of your victory. Don't let him rob you of your, of your destiny this morning because you are a vessel of God this morning. You see, the donkey carried the message on Palm Sunday. Are you willing this morning to carry his message? Are you willing to allow him to use you this morning? Are you willing to surrender to him this Palm Sunday and say, I want to carry the message of Jesus Christ to everybody that I can. We may not be able to go outside of our four walls where we're at right now, but I promise you, we can persuade somebody on Facebook to tune in next week. Are we willing to be that? Are we willing to surrender and carry the message of Jesus? Are we willing to carry His cross? In Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I urge you brothers in the view of God's mercy to offer your bodies a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. The donkey trusted Jesus and he surrendered to him. And because of that, a meaningless donkey found his new purpose and he made history. You see, I believe the next day, Nicholas, whenever he, he went back with the, with the rest of the herd and, and they started doing what they do on a normal day, whenever we go back and we start working, you know, uh, it was... Uh, eat, sleep, and, and work, or well, how about I got that backwards, we'll say well, they're going to eat, work, and sleep, that something was different about it now is because he had already fulfilled his destiny. I believe the worst thing that we could ever do is, my friend, is leave this world or be laying on our deathbed thinking, you know what, I never did get to fulfill my destiny for Jesus because I let everything else distract me. Don't be distracted this morning. Are you willing to fulfill the purpose that he has for you? Are you willing or are you just going to play it safe? You see, that's what the world says. The world says, just come to church. Go ahead and throw in some money. Go ahead and shake the pastor's hand at the back door. Go ahead and, and, and do everything that, that looks religious. But you know what? God says, you know what? That's not enough. What's on your heart this morning? Has the blood been applied to your heart this morning? 
You see, next week is Easter. Are you willing to carry His message? Because you have been chosen. Are you willing to surrender and carry His cross just like the donkey? Listen, it's up to us to carry this cross this morning. If you would, let's just bow our heads and let's pray this morning. Dear God, our most gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning and I praise you. God, I thank you right now for everything that you mean to us, Lord, and what you're going to do in and through each and every one of us, Lord. God, this morning, Lord, we may never look at ourselves as being a donkey, but God, we have a lot of the same characteristics, Lord. God, I know that you've chosen us before ever we were ever born. And God, that you put a purpose in us. Let us surrender this morning, Lord, and let us carry your cross. Let us carry your message. Let you, let, we give you our little bit because, God, we know, Lord, that you can take our natural and put it with your super and that you can make it supernatural. And God, I ask you right now, Lord, that you would just be everything that you called us to be. Purpose in our life what you would have us to do, Lord, and let us fulfill it, Lord, with everything that's within us. God, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Listen, if you're here this morning watching by live stream, I want you just to take a few moments and I want you to say, you know what? I have a purpose. You have a purpose. You have a call. Listen, the greatest thing in the world came riding in on a donkey and the world missed it. Friend, don't miss it this morning. Don't miss it this morning. Because I'm going to tell you something. Grab a hold of it. Just because he didn't come riding in on a triumphant stallion or anything else, don't miss the greatest thing riding in this morning in your life, and that's Jesus. So I challenge each and every one of you, gather around your families, make an altar, and let's pray just for a moment.